We just got back from our own NCAA investigation. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting live from the HB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. I'd be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Well, without further ado, let me go ahead and introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. Most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, the 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! Welcome back, everyone. Guess what? We survived the end of the world. We did it. So far, the calculations for the Jesus coming back and the destruction of the world is zero for a billion. I don't know how many times people... So, did you hear about that? Prophets zero, Jesus still one. Yeah, I think he knows the time. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you hear about that this week? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. So, congratulations, everybody. We, we've survived the apocalypse, the we pending apocalypse. Yeah. You can also go to Facebook, Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also go to Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. Let's get it going. And our YouTube page, Southern Fried Philosophy, <laughs> SFP Radio did on YouTube. And I have it written down here in my notes, which is on my <laughs> other tab. Wah, wah, yeah. wah. It's like the it's like the spelling mistakes I've been making. Mm. Yeah. Uh Mojo, I'm gonna ask you like I ask you every week. How you be darn? Man, what a what a great week. Yeah? Yeah. Finally uh finally in business for uh motorcycles. Yeah? Tell so, us yeah. about it. Yeah, so uh we after uh months and months of trying, I finally have a motorcycle dealership set up in the shop. There so, you go. Yeah, how about that? How about that? Woo! Yeah, so um yeah, so come on down if you if anybody's interested. Hit me up. So tell me about it. What, what yeah, we're we uh, we're a bike shop. We repair Harleys, and uh, we're also in the Harley resale business. So how about yeah? It? So we'll have some Harleys for everybody, and uh, it's called Busted Knuckle. It's up in Mooresville. I really thought it was going to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, 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 not that. Yeah, but Busted Knuckle, Mooresville, North Carolina. So. Find, you can find us on Facebook also, Boston. Yeah. I hope you don't mind me no, plugging. No, so. you plug that thing like you can. That's right. So, but you know that, and also what burns my biscuits about this damn thing? Oh, government paperwork. Ooh. Oh my lord! So I've spent, <laughs> I've spent a you know a sizable sum sure. that I've had saved up to get license. License. Mm-hmm. I had to go to school mm-hmm. to become a dealer. I had a uh, motorcycle dealer, motorcycle just dealer, to be yeah. clear, but. I, I think it might have been more profitable to just have been <laughs> like an ice dealer or something like that. You're right. But um, no, just the amount of paperwork I've had. I've mm. I've put almost 800 miles in my vehicle. You're trying, kidding. Having to drive up to the Capitol, then having to drive to the county seat, and then, I mean, just back and forth. And I've still got to go back to the Capitol one more time. How about it? To uh, turn in some more paperwork. But And you mean to tell me you've been to the Capitol X number of times, and there's not a sticker, an SFP sticker on that sucker, sucker I, I can't, yet? Well, I cannot claim that. 
Okay. Because that would no, be yeah, vandalism. vandalism. So I, I, there may be a couple of people that actually have stickers <laughs> okay. up there, some of our listeners, but um, I cannot vouch for where they're located. At, <laughs> All right. So. There we go. Okay. But um, no, so yeah, man, government paper. Mm. And here's the thing. On the, way mm. into the, on the way into the studio today, I pass an ice cream truck. Yeah. Okay. Now- you don't like I don't a good ice cream. I, truck. I love ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love the. I love. It's kind of nostalgic, you know. Sure. Childhood, you're, you're riding your bicycle yeah. down the street, and all of a sudden you hear that song. Yeah. Whatever it is, and um, you know, you wave down. You want the, you know, the jumbo rocket or okay. bubblegum, whatever. I'm going to call a timeout. What do you get from the ice cream truck? Oh, the the triple color, the red, white, and blue rocket. You're serious? Yeah. No, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. No, sir. I'm going Choco Taco all the way. See, they didn't have Choco Tacos mm-hmm. in my area. Well, then they suck. I agree. But so uh, you, you got the ice cream tr- uh, truck bumping along there, and mm-hmm. I pass it now. This looked like a, a step up from the, the no window van that oh, drives boy. down and has like free candy on the side, uh-huh. trying to sucker in kids. Yeah. So, what kind of licensing <laughs> did this guy have to go through? Probably nothing. Zero. Nothing. I mean, he didn't even bother to take the epoxy from the zu- from the duct tape from the the window that was smashed in. I mean, it's still there. So, the, here's the requirement: um, Do you have a, a freezer in your in your van? Yes. There you go. We're good. <laughs> That's right. Can you purchase enough product to last a day? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it, I don't even know if you have a valid driver's license, but it, <laughs> I don't know what he had to fill out. But holy crap! And this ain't the only one I've seen. That I've seen nothing. several of these like yeah. broke down looking, you know, trucks, man. Or so vans. if maybe you can get in the business of selling motorcycles and broken down ice I'm, cream trucks, I think I'm gonna go to auctions and look for premium ice cream trucks and so can sell go. these guys some ice cream trucks, there man. You go. What a, but back in the day, they were like. Very nice ice cream sure. trucks. So yep. I, I don't, I don't know why, why we trade them in for the, for the, uh, for the traveling meth ice cream mm-hmm. van. So I still get a little freaked out by the Swans truck. I don't know why. Well, remember those few years back they had a huge like listeria, like mm. like uh, yeah. I know a couple other foodborne illnesses coming out of that truck. So I think that was a big schmear. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't think I want some Swans. Yeah. So, mm. Oh well. Yeah, I don't need the mad pooper later. <laughs> so how you be doing? I'm good. You were talking about nostalgia and. Uh, the wife and I went to the basement. We actually got to go into the basement, yeah, the arcade. The arcade here in Concord. Yeah, that is is really, really nice. Is it open every day? or It is. It'll be opening um, on the on the 29th, so after this podcast okay. airs, it'll be open. You can go downtown Concord, go to the basement. Actually, go buy Gianni's, right. get get a get a piece of pizza, and then go down to the basement, and then you know have some drinks, play some games. Dude, really, really nice place. Nice. Um, pinball machines all the way up one uh, one side of the building, mm-hmm. and then they got the old classic arcade games, and then they have one where it's uh, it's uh, all kinds of different games in one thing. So mm-hmm. you could play. Guess what? Contra. Nice. Contra is there. My old friend. Up down up down left right left right. Yeah. Please select start. They have a double dragon there too. I did not see that. It's probably but, on that master machine. I bet. But you. I saw uh, Mortal Kombat. Yep. Uh, NFL Blitz. Do you remember when that was out? Yep. Oh, that, that was the greatest. That was before the hashtag taking knee. I guess. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, uh, Donkey Kong. Oh yeah. Mrs. Pac Man. Yep. Yep. Uh, Galaga. Yep. Um, and there were some other some other notables there too. So well, I can't wait to check it out. Was it reasonably affordable? Twenty five cent. I'm just saying. Dang. Twenty five cent. You know, if you go to. Ch- Chumpy Cheese and, uh-huh. uh, and Dave and Buster's and any mm-hmm. of those other big ones. I mean, it's like you, a twenty dollar bill. It don't keep you. It don't keep you long. No. So I keep my five year old playing like the stupid games. Like, <laughs> <laughs> guess how many numbers this is? <laughs> and then you like take it to the side and like, here's a special game. <laughs> That's right. We're just gonna like pick our nose for twenty minutes. That's right. There's what you're gonna dig for gold. I'll never forget, man. We you know we took uh, our oldest when she was probably six years old. We went up to the 
to the Redneck uh, Mountain uh, <laughs> Pavilion called Pigeon Forge. Oh, yes. And, uh, yes. Our, my sister and her uh, husband and uh, my parents came up there, and we I guarantee they probably spent about 120 bucks winning tickets to buy her a stupid stuffed animal. Seriously? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how much of those games just suck out of your pocket. Dude, I think the one that, that gets me all the time is when it's the quarters. It's only the quarters, and they, they uh, you put the quarter in, and it goes down, and it's like a little thing goes back oh. and forth, and you could get more quarters. Yep. Dude, I'm, I'm a sucker for you that You know what one. burns me up, though? Burns my biscuits in the arcades? What's the that? ones that take tokens. Oh, Because yeah. if you have five or two left over, or yeah. and they don't have a game for two yeah. tokens, and they want you to come back. Yeah. So that's, that's like that's like gift cards that have like 69 <laughs> cent left on it, you know? Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, you know it has some nominal amount. You're sure, not, you're yeah. not going to go back to Cracker Barrel for you know yeah. a, a, if you have a dollar thing on. Dude, I'm telling you, I went in uh, Lowe's the other day and I found a gift card, and I was right. too lazy to call the number on the back sure. of it. But I strolled in like I was all sharp, and I threw that sucker down like a champ. All right, well that took 31 cents off your bill. I'm like, son <laughs> of a gun. Do you want it back? No, you can no, cut you, it up. Why did they say that? Yeah. Do you want the card back? No, I'll just pick one up right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're free right here. Right. Just grab them. They want anything. Fact, I'll take ten right here that has zero dollars on it. Thank you, That's and you will funny. charge me zero. Um, yeah. So I uh, went to the basement, had a good time. So check it out if you're you're around. We're not getting sure. plugged for that, but holy cow, it was really fun. So and it's twenty five cents. So you go in and you buy buy a little cup, you know, five dollars, and then you just got your quarters. Oh man. And, we can't wait. We couldn't stay the whole time, so Jess just pocketed the cash. I there walked you. out like I got out of a casino with money. I was like, money. <laughs> We're going to put this in the jar for later. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. So it was a good time. All right, so let's, uh, let's bring in some old uh, wacky news. So you actually had a story about the Mad Pooper. Did you want to want to bring that one yeah, up? I'll let you share that one. Oh, I think you should bring that one up. <laughs> so I don't know if the last episode you heard, or I'm sure if you've been hiding in a rock, this is... News update. Yeah. Besides the, uh, besides the, uh, the big controversy with taking a kneel and not reporting Hurricane Maria, not reporting the shooting in Tennessee this week, mm-hmm. um, yeah. the, the other story on the news was the Mad Pooper. <laughs> We and, brought the story last week about yeah. a woman who's been defecating. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me a little context. I got to pull the article back up. Sure. So uh, a woman has been uh, uh, t- been taking pictures of jogging, and while she's jogging, if you haven't seen it, she just like drops trowel while she's you know gets in somebody's yard, drops trowel, and then just poops all over their yard. So um, yeah. they've been taking pictures of this lady. There's been um, billboards made. To try to stop the yeah stop the uh, to try to embar- embarrassing shame kind of campaign just right. because they're tired of asking <laughs> right but um this is courtesy of Fox News as of t- today but here it comes a man claiming to be the spokesman of a jogger dubbed the Mad Pooper who reportedly has been defecating in lines all all, all over Colorado Springs mm. says the woman is struggling after a trans or a, ch- a gender reassignment surgery here it comes. and she battles a traumatic brain injury so this is an unidentified spokesman um, he made his comments uh, via YouTube. And uh, the YouTube has since been uh, removed. Sure it has. <laughs> but he he said that uh, he was speaking on behalf of Colorado Springs jogger Shirley and said she is sorry for her actions. Uh, the man also uh, said Shirley can no longer control herself after undergoing the reassignment surgery. So I really don't want – oh, the last thing – the last tip I want to add just because it's 
pretty funny. Um, he added the jogger's actions are protected under the First Amendment, and the government cannot nope. control when and where she decides to do her business. Nope. A claim that has been blasted by criminal defense attorneys up, down, <laughs> left, and right. Even the Better Call Saul guys. I mean, just, you know, the cheap, you know, 1-800-DUI, whatever. It's just not protected. So No, not at all. Because, I mean, one, that's indecent exposure, right? Just just to top off the list. Because you can't just, like, you know, do your stuff and that'd be it. Um, golly. So, seriously? Yeah. Like, that's... I feel like that that's probably like a Wikipedia page that can just be... Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm going to place $10 on this. Mm-hmm. I think this unidentified spokesperson mm-hmm. is actually surely the mad You trooper. think so? I think this is one of those trolling things. Remember we had the yeah. the uh, guy who claimed he was trans species being the hippo, yeah. basically trolled the college? I think yeah. this is probably the same thing. But if it really is an issue... Well, I, I've got two things. One, it's been like a week and a half, maybe two weeks... And we still haven't found this person. Yeah, I mean, good night. We've got facial recognition. I mean, we've <laughs> we got satellites that can satellites. that can read my my license plate from miles and miles and miles above the earth, but we can't identify this transgender jogger now. I'll, I'll go back to what I said on the last show. I feel like I could go rob a bank and mm. just put my finger over my lip mm. and be like, "That's a mustache." You can't you can't prove <laughs> you it. Might. You I might. I mean, good. Just night, make sure y'all. you don't wear your logo to polo. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> they might narrow it down a little bit. <laughs> Actually, might bring us some sponsors. There you go. <laughs> there we go. But no, you think the <clears throat> you think Charmin offering a year supply of poop paper would probably brought her <laughs> you would think. brought her in, but I guess not. I mean, I, I would jump on that. I, oh, I may yeah. I maybe even take claim if I can prove that I was in Colorado Springs. Sure. So. I mean, how much do you think that would be? I mean, that's I, a lot of money. I have four you know four yeah. people in my household, so that's a lot of paper. Yeah. So as long as it's the good quality stuff, I don't want the oh crap yeah. Charming, yeah. You th- you think it's the one ply? Or you think they're Oof. going double ply? I, I don't. I hope it's double ply. I hope it's double ply. The you know the quilted whatever it is. And that would be some bad PR. Oh yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. I, 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 there's a whole bit I can get on with toilet paper being thin, but I, I think I'll pass for now. Oh, so. there ain't nothing like like finally you know getting to the bathroom, doing your business, and then pulling out that paper and you got sandpaper on it. Mm. Mm-mm. Yep, Mm-mm. or or puncturing the paper. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> especially after a Mexican restaurant. Yep, I'll just let you imagine that. Or Indian. Speaking of um, slimed, <clears throat> a truck spills tons of goo-producing eels. I don't know if you, you saw this. I did this not picture. see this. If you ever wondered why they're called slime eels, ask no further. Uh, also known as hackfish, they created a sticky mess when a truck overturned on an Oregon highway, spilling seven thousand five hundred pounds of these creatures. Onto the highway. Unfortunately, the owner of a car, um, this the eels secrete a slime when they're stressed. Um, they were going. Uh, there was this was in Oregon, and they were actually being shipped to Korea for consumption. Mm-hmm. And I'll have this on the um, on the show notes. But I've got to show you this picture of this car that just got slimed. Wow! Look at that. <clears throat> That's that's like uh, that's like this the scene from Ghostbusters when Slimer comes in, you know. <laughs> I think oh it's worse gosh. than that. Um, well, this is a real life, yeah, of course. <laughs> it uh, it don't look natural, Coach. No, no. You know it don't. It looks like a couple Uber cars after a Saturday night drinking binge. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most disgusting thing I've oh, ever seen. I mean, horrible. could you imagine? And no. the thing is, is these are being shipped to Korea yeah. to eat. Yeah, ill uh, ill is actually. Probably the number one edible, quote unquote, fish, mm. and then and probably one, the, probably in the entire world. I mean, Scandinavian countries heavily depend on eel, mm. uh, but yeah, the, the Asian countries do too. So 
Hey, Asia, do you not have enough disgusting things to eat? We got to import you some hey. nasty hagfish. Yeah, well, they, it, you know, I, I've had it before. It's not bad, but oh no, you have I've never had. I've never had slimy eel. So, mm. but. I'm picturing. I'm picturing like, like the outside of an okra, like the the inside uh, of I an hate, okra. I hate okra, boiled okra. Oh. Yeah, it's like that, but you're eating like like a like a pork tenderloin. With okra on the, <laughs> the inside of okra. That's a good description. I think it. I'll never have ill again at the sushi restaurant. Thanks. <laughs> you are welcome. Or pork tenderloin. Mm. I mean, it's disgusting. Yeah. Seriously, it no is doubt. gross. No doubt. Mm. You got another one? Yeah. Um, I, I I read this about a month ago. I guess it's probably about now. Um, in USA Today, did you know that uh, the nation nation still actually pays a pension for the Civil War? What? Yeah. Nation, nation's oldest Civil War pensioner still collects $73 a month from, boy. from the VA. <laughs> and now here's where it kind of gets a little, little thing. Uh, the Civil War may have ended 152 years ago, but Irene Triplett, it still continues in a way in a way far more tangible than the recent fights over the Confederate monuments. Uh, Triplett is 87 years old. She receives a, a Civil War uh, monthly check, $73.13 that's deposited mm. from the uh, Veterans Affairs. Um, Tri- Triplet is the only sole surviving person receiving a Civil War pension. It was not uncommon during the Great Depression for elderly Civil War veterans to marry much younger nurses or caregivers for financial reasons. Um, often those veterans adopted their new wives' children, making them eligible for survivor benefits. Makes sense. So um, that's basically what happened. Uh, Triplet was born actually right up the road here in uh, North Carolina. Wow. And uh, another little thing from this article that I found was kind of interesting um, was that by the way, the last just note: uh, last Civil War veteran actually died in 1956. He was the age of 109. Holy cow! And, and his widow actually died in 2008. Hmm. She was 93 years old. So there's a little bit of age disparity <laughs> there, I'd say. Hmm. Was uh, this the Duggars? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it could, it could be a Duggar thing. But you know, the interesting fact thing is that we're, we're still paying. Um, this is not the only thing. We're actually paying over 70 people still uh, pensions from the. Uh, Spanish American War. What? In 1898. How? What? Yeah. How is that even possible? I don't know, but um, I just found that interesting. I'm a history nerd, <laughs> but I'm also, uh, you know, government waste. But, um, I, but uh, you know, this lady actually, you know, God, God bless her soul, she mm-hmm. actually has some mental disabilities. So she's basically been in a, um, before there was nursing care, there was mm-hmm. things called poor houses. She was actually in a poor house, and then mm-hmm. she's been moved to nursing care. So she's been in private nursing homes for the wow. majority of her life. But she still draws that $73.13. You know, I don't know what she does with it, but there you go. <laughs> and I can't I can't even imagine. It's like great. The things she's seen. Oh, yeah. How about it? Yeah, no doubt. I, I, the stories that could have been told, you know. Yeah, so. no doubt. But alas, there won't be a statue to, to talk about her. <laughs> Uh, here's an, a next, another one. So a mystic with quote powers to control crocodiles dies after being dragged underwater by guess what? A crocodile. Um, there is a mystic who claimed to have the power to control crocodiles has apparently, or has died apparently after being drugged underwater by the reptile, a man named, uh, named by local media as super Iranto. Not so super now. Was searching for the body of another man, also mauled by a crocodile, when it happened. Uh, there is horrifying uh, video of it. We will not be talking about that here. Uh, but he was just uh, swimming in croc-infested water, claimed that he could control the crocodiles with his mind, and how about that? He was drug underwater. Well, you know, um, 
it, it may have been a female crocodile, you know, because <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't think I can control my. Maybe you know I can influence other mm-hmm. males, but I doubt female species I can do that. So. Mm-hmm. You think that crocodile is like? You think you can tell me what to do? You know why it was ornery though? Because <laughs> all them teeth. <laughs> You're right. Oh, what now? Now what? Listen. We just had one of these guys come in here, and, and you can see what happened to him. And you're going to try this again? Okay, here you go. What was the guy's name again? Superanto. Can you imagine this? Hello, Crocodile Sanctuary. <laughs> I'm the amazing Superanto. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I can control the crocodiles with my mind. All right. I, <laughs> you think that's how it goes? <laughs> He, he probably had, he probably had a sequin cape and everything. I'm just imagining, you know, he probably had like one of those like the old shower caps that were. He probably had like a his mother's uh, brooch on the brooch uh-huh, on the front of it. Uh-huh. And he probably had like a sequin cape. I got was, you. That was a tablecloth. Yeah, and, I'm tracking you. And he had a spandex like you know from the circus. And, I'm thinking the cape was probably more like a picnic, you know, tablecloth. Could be red check, red uh-huh. check. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably even plastic. Yes, sir. That did not last too long. Jeez. Uh-uh. I mean, good gracious, y'all. Um, and about a week later, they found both of the bodies uh, floating, and everything was intact. So Al, evidently, the gears weren't hungry. They were just ticked that you're swimming with it. They're ornery. Yeah. I'm telling you. Because they got it on them teeth. They ain't got no toothbrush. <laughs> mm. So <laughs> there's some wacky news. All right. So I guess we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to talk about it. Wow, that was loud. <laughs> oh, buddy. So if we're if you're keeping score at home, um, right now we are um, – Mojo is up by one on the NFL. <clears throat> um, for the season. For the season so far. Yeah, that's total. You were up two this week. I was one ahead of you. And then um, now you're just up one. <laughs> and we are um, even right now with the experts, so – Right. Once again, small, 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 small disclaimer. Um, I would not place bets off oh, of our games because last no. week we had a pretty horrible week. It was, yeah. it was rough. We're like it, the bad news bears of football <laughs> prediction <laughs> prognosticators. Basically, if if you want to make money, just take what we say and then just do the exact yeah, do the opposite. opposite yeah. yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> um, are we going to talk about the kneeling? Or are we going to wait? I think we we'll wait. I, no, I, right. I think our I think our next guest, mm-hmm. our guest tonight, will actually have a lot of uh, <laughs> maybe have some new insight. That, you know from. Yeah, from his point of view. So we'll, yeah, we'll save for be, that. So this week, Thursday night's game is Chicago Green Bay. Mm. Chicago Green Bay. What did what did Chicago do last Chicago week? Chicago hammered. They hammered. Yeah. So I'm going to still go Green Bay. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay also. Okay. Uh, Sunday night we have New Orleans at Miami. Mm. New Orleans. Yeah, let's go New Orleans. Okay. Um, Buffalo Atlanta. ATL. Yeah, Hot Atlanta. Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Ooh. Um, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh looked horrible, but I'll take Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. Cincinnati, Cleveland. Uh, ooh. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns also. Are you really? Yeah. How about it? They, they actually have been decent looking. By the way, I'm just picking, like, which city I like the most right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I'm tell you right way. now, Cincy and Cleveland, not much. Oh, yeah, not you're right. Uh, L.A. Rams versus Dallas. Oh, I'm going to have to go Dallas. Yeah, I'll have to go Dallas also. Um, Tennessee, Houston. Mm, Houston? Which one are you doing? Um, uh, 
I'm going to go Houston also. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Looks like we're stock lock sucking. Yeah, so far. Uh, Detroit, Minnesota. Uh, Detroit. <laughs> I'm going to go Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Carolina, New England. Oh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's a 50-50. That's a toss-up. I'm going to go Carolina because I bet against them last time I lost. <laughs> I'm going to go New England. Okay. Jacksonville versus Jets. Jacksonville. I'm going to go Jacksonville, too, because I just hate the Jets. Okay. Uh, San Fran and Arizona. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I'm going to have to go San Francisco. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going I'll go Arizona. Uh, Philadelphia at uh, L.A. Chargers. Uh, Chargers. <laughs> I'm going to go Chargers also. All right. I do I do like San Diego better than I do Philadelphia. <laughs> right. Even though Philadelphia has good food. Uh, New York Giants, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Eli Manning has passed his prime. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I feel like I could go in and probably not do nearly as bad of a job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oakland or Denver? Oakland. Uh, Flip a coin on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Oakland also. Okay. Indianapolis, Seattle? Uh, Seattle. I'm going to go Seattle also because Indianapolis okay. is getting smoked. Uh, Washington, Kansas City? Casey. Yeah, Casey's looking good. So yep. that's our picks for the that's week. That's it. So yeah. the the big games for us are Detroit and you said my, is it what is it? Detroit's playing who? No, oh, well, um, Detroit, the Carolina New England game, San Francisco and Cards, and we both picked the Chargers. Yeah, Detroit's playing Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota. Uh, so those are our deciding games for this week. <clears throat> All right. Well, I hope you don't bet, but if you do, then there you go. On the uh, phone line today for our interview, we have uh, viral media sensation. He's popular on YouTube. He's popular on the Facebooks. It's Mind of Jamal. Um, I, first time I caught the guy was uh, his segment of videos was during the election, and mm. he just turned on his camera, spoke his <laughs> mind, and just a you know true blue collar worker. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of all the accolades I could give him. So welcome to the show, uh, Jamal. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for handing yeah, me. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, so. Let's jump in. You said you wanted to kind of touch on a couple of topics, and we'll kind of go from there. So, uh, first topic is Donald Trump. What's uh, now? You're you're. I don't think you make any bones about it, and you're one of our brethren. So, uh, you're a black gentleman from North Carolina. You you do honest construction work that uh, people need, and obviously, uh, I'm sure you've been branded uh, and called a lot <laughs> of names for your views. So, what's your views on Donald Trump? And kind of give us some synopsis of uh, what you what you think there. President Trump, we haven't seen a president like President Trump since Ronald Reagan. President Trump came in, he came in with an agenda to rebuild America after liberals have destroyed it and broke it down and took the pure pride out of America, Mm. took almost and taken the soul out of America. Because when President Reagan came in office in 1980, we had just had the, the civil rights struggles in the um, 60s. Then you had the 70s where everybody was trying to get adjusted. Then Jimmy Carter and all this Iran, everybody was running around trying to apologize for America. President Reagan said, no, there is nothing wrong with being America. We are a proud nation. We do not have to bow down to the Soviets. We do not have to bow down to the Eastern Europeans. Mm. Now, let's take it to today. President Trump, we have been 
basically decimated, destroyed by Barack Obama and his chicken head wife, excuse her, <laughs> but his wife has sat here and made being an American as if it's shameful mm. or if you have something to hide because you are yeah. an American. You don't speak on things. Well, if you look at America, y'all shouldn't speak. First of all, America has went around laying our true lives on the line to give people freedom. Mm. From World War, when they started all the way back to the Spanish-America War, when we sat down there, we freed the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Cuba, because people understand Cuba was once our territory, Hawaii, and all those from Spanish rule, because the Spanish were cruel slave masters. People understand how cruel mm. the Spanish were to the people of the Caribbean. Mm, right. And we, even though the battleship Maine got hit by, hit by mine, and of course, remember, the Maine was the... Um, battle cry, but we still went in there and we fought the freedom. And here's one thing people don't understand. America has never wanted to be a colonial power because we actually asked Puerto Rico, do you want to become a territory? They said yes. We asked the people of the Dominican Republic, do you want to become a territory? They said no. And you know what we did? We let them go. Mm. We didn't say they owe us anything. So when I hear people say that, that um, America is so evil, America is so wrong, <laughs> it gets it hurts because they obviously don't know history. And now we have President Trump. He comes after President Obama. Like I said, have sat here, decimated, destroyed the nation. Our soul, he has took and just taken it all from us, trying to divide us, because now it's white supremacy. Before then, it was white privilege. Mm-hmm. See, they keep going, they keep trying to change it, and they keep trying to um, do things to try to make it look like that all white people are the same. And I've said this before, and I won't take it back. If you look at who voted on the 1964 Civil Rights Act, how many of them were black? It was a lot of white people did it. So let's stop sitting up there saying all white people mm-hmm. evil. Let's stop sitting up there saying that. Yeah. When you look at the Civil War, how many of those generals were white. It was all of them. So stop sitting up. They didn't. They didn't turn around and walk out when President Lincoln said this was about slavery. Because truthfully, it didn't start off about slavery. But when he said this will be about slavery with the Emancipation Proclamation, nobody dropped and left. They still came. President Trump is trying to unify the nation. He's not going to kiss behind. He's not going to um try to bend over to try to get along with people to do it. When President Trump came in. President Trump is from the 1980s. Anybody know anything about the 1980s? You look at the shows. We had Transformers. You had G.I. Joe. You had Thundercats. It was a pride in being an American. It was a pride in the way we walk, the way we talk our life. Russians were sneaking in jeans, Lee jeans, (laughs) Wrangler jeans, because they wanted to be American. And this is where President Trump came of age. He came in like he grew up, but he rose rose up in New York doing the business, and he came about that and he remembered the 80s. Mm. And this is what he wants for America. When everybody looked at America as a city on a shiny on a hill, a city on a shiny city on a hill, instead of what Barack Obama and I have to admit it, George Bush allowed, instead of looking at us like we're rats in a trash can. Mm. Because President Bush, if he would have fought back, I lo- I love President Bush now and I will defend him against any liberal. But President Bush should have did more. You know, they've mm. always tried to make it look like 
when they say it's not it's, it's beneath the office of the president for a Republican to defend himself. Notice when Barack Obama was going out there attacking people, saying the police act stupidly, saying that white, you know, uh, the justice system is unfair to black people and all that. He always did that. Hmm. Now you look at the way how President Trump does it. He's trying to get America back to where we have that pride. Going back to... Uh one of the comments you made, um, you know, the Civil War, or excuse me, the Civil Rights Act in 64. Well, also that year, LBJ signed the War on Poverty Act. So I, I, that those two have a hand in hand as far as the decimation, a lot of black communities. And now I know that you uh, mentioned uh, the uh, black churches have been taken over, and that's where it kind of started also as far as this uh, liberaliz- liberalization of the community. And uh, kind of give us a little excerpt on that what you're thinking okay when the lbj when L, when the civil rights act was signed in 1964 it was about getting us the right to vote and civil rights now what they did was they recognized they recognized they wanted to get a voting block because if you listen if we if people listen to malcolm x or malcolm or when people forget it's two malcolm x and malcolm Schwab saying people but two different mentalities malcolm x had warned about liberals he told the black community be careful about liberals because they're not doing this for the kindness of their heart. They're doing this to create a voting block. And we all know that Lyndon Johnson said, and I'm not trying to be offensive, but Lyndon Johnson said, I got a plan to have niggers voting Democrat for 200 years. Yeah. Mm. That's what he said. And what the and war on pro- poverty did was it made it attack the family. So now instead of the black woman, in the home of the black man, there's nothing wrong with interracial marriage. And sometimes when I say things like, well, you saying something wrong with interracial marriage, it's no, but I'm just talking about at that time. Mm. The, the family was the structure of the black community. The family mm. was spiritual. You had the father working. You had the mother at home making sure that when the child got out of, got out, got out of school, did the homework made sure if it was Bible study, things was taken care of. And the husband, when he came home, he made sure, hey, babe, what's going on? How are everything doing? And he took care of the home. With the war of poverty, what it did was it told women, you don't need him. If he leaves you or blah, 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 we will take care of you. Now, when that came about, that's when a lot of black families started splitting up. Start moving to the inner city, start moving from the um, rural area, start moving toward the inner city, start getting a project and housing area. Then what was limited in the rural areas became more prevalent in the, in the, in the city and urban prostitution, drinking, and all this stuff, and it started destroying the black family. So then it started destroying it and destroying. So now you don't need anymore. Now you don't you don't need a man to take care of your family. Now you don't need the man to do that. So welfare became the husband of the home. When mm. welfare became the husband of the home, who's there to watch the children? No one. Because if she's doing whatever she wanted to do and he's not there make all uh, being a disciplinary and a spiritual leader then the family is falling apart. Then these kids start looking for others to raise them. Then mm-hmm. that's when you have things, I don't know if you ever heard this group, that's called Five Percenters. Mm-hmm. Five Percenters are, are broke rejects of the nation of Islam. They believe that the black man is God and all this other crazy crap. But then they start looking toward them, but then they start looking toward themselves, start raising themselves. Then now once you have mama, 
in the house by herself. And the daughter, she sees mama doing it. She thinks, okay, then daughter started getting pregnant. Then you have an out of wedlock birth started to rise. Then instead of, I don't know if you ever heard this term, a shotgun wedding, you got mm-hmm. a man's daughter pregnant. He came to your house with a preacher. And a shotgun. They gonna have a wedding or they gonna have a funeral. It was gonna be one of the two. She has to let his daughter have a child out of wedlock, which embarrasses the family and put extra hardship on that daughter. If you lay, if you can't, if you knock her up, you better lock her up. Mm. That's right. So it started destroying and eroding the family. Then the church. Then it started getting in the church because now some of these black militant teenagers wanted to do this, quote unquote. As the Black Panther say, revolution, that always made me stupid. Because I always say, how do, y'all yelling revolution in Chicago, you yelling revolution in New York, but you ain't, but you won't go to where the Southwest was really bad at, to where mm-hmm. Dynamite Dan, that's the man named who blew up the little, the church in, that, um, in Mississippi, blew yeah. up and killed those black girls. Okay, that's, that's the type of people that they didn't go down and have a revolution against because they were, they knew what was going on. It was just a bunch of talk. Well, now, the church is being overran by these these teenagers. Well, you know, they're, they're trying to talk this stuff with the old deacons and the old apostles and the old bishops. They were like, no, we have no part of this. MLK said, turn the other cheek. Forgiveness. This is a church that's forgiveness. Well, what they did was they rebuked those young teenagers with that, but they didn't get it out of them. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they waited till those old bishops died, the old apostle died, the old deacon died. Then these people started getting into positions of power in the church, became deacons, became bishops, became pastors. Now they're preaching that black nationalism to where, and you can always tell it because when they talk about some, they say white folk. They want you to, and when they say something about white people, they say white folk. They don't say an or a white per, a individual. They try to lump all together as to make all look fair on same. Mm-hmm. Then they start having these pictures, one of these pictures of a Jesus Christ being black with dreadlocks. So all this black nationalism became the church. They pushed Jesus out unless they could refer to him as being a black man or something black so they could associate his color with them. And then they start preaching black nationalism. Mm-hmm. And so then the Democrat Party, who was feeding, like I said, they feeding the world probably, they came in, see, see what we did? We gave you the Civil Rights Act, and we're trying to do, you know, we're giving the fair housing, and we're doing all these things, so we're trying to make sure you're good like a snake. Mm. Like, the snake appealed to Eve. Mm-hmm. And so these pastors start getting these money and start letting these people come into the church and start promoting their um ideology, start coming in and start saying, well, you know, vote for this person, vote for this person. But at the time, even Democrats had some things they were pushing off. Now, when gay marriage had came about, because people forget Jesse Jackson was against abortion and gay marriage. Mm. He said it was against God. That's when he was, you know, he was, I guess, holding on to whatever church he could well, that's hold what he, on. That's but. when he was making his love, baby. Remember the love child or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> People forgot about that. That's in right. the 90s, that came out about him having a child with another woman. That's mm-hmm. right. Let me stop you for a second. But, you're, you're, let me, uh, you were uh, talking about um, uh, children out of the wedlock. This is just one of the most recent statistics from a couple different institutes you have. Uh, National Opinion Research uh, out of Chicago. Yeah, Population Research out of Princeton. You also have the Brookings Institute. Um, 
now we're we're talking about the destruction of the black community. Uh, there, out of, uh, kids born out of uh, wedlock or non non marriages is seventy three percent. That's pretty high. Wow. So, I mean, holy cow. Seven kids out of ten are born out of wedlock in the black community. Now, you know, whites and Hispanics are uh, whites are three out of ten, and then uh, Hispanics are five out of ten. Um, but also, if you look any the the kids having any further contact with their father. 67 per, 67% of the kids in the black community don't have any uh, contact with their father. Wow. So that's huge. That's huge statistics. Yeah. That's a, at, at one time, the black community had some of the highest marriage rates in the country, you know, back in the 50s so or 40s and 50s. So uh, anyway, I just want to throw that in there while you're talking about that. So Yeah, because I'm, I'm surprised. You say it's 72%. The last time I checked the numbers, it was 75%. And one poll I saw was seventy six percent. Yeah, that, I've seen that before. I, I was trying children. to give. Yeah, I was trying to give a a, a very conservative yeah. estimate <laughs> off of off of something. Someone can't say, "Oh, that's that's a very conservative website." So I want to kind of get just a uh, see. This is actually off Don Lemon, CNN Don Lemon. <laughs> so this tells you how kind of like how how middle of the road I'm trying to go on this <laughs> right. to be conservative. So anyway, go ahead, Jamal. But and it start destroying the family. Then when the church start being infested. I almost could call it what it is, infested mm. by these people coming in, telling how to vote, then this doctrine of you can't judge coming. Because mm. see, now the doctrine mm. you can't judge, but the church would rebuke you. If you did wrong, rebuking, because the scriptures tell you, rebuke them sharply. And also, mm. rebuke them sharply as an example, the other sort of others won't do it. Now, everybody wants the love. So now, when you have the pastor daughter, Having a child out of way a lot. The deacon's son, he done got two, three uh, pregnant in the church. It's destroying the church. And when you say something, oh, no, no, no. But now she has to get government assistance. Now that government assistance, who's talking about cutting the government assistance and telling us that, hey, you need to go find that boy that got you pregnant and marry him? That's mm. the Republican. Now, they're paying these preachers. These preachers getting these big salaries. He don't want to have to be forking out, forking out that money over for his daughter mm-hmm. or for his son. Mm-hmm. So now he has to protect his gravy train who's giving money, picking up the slack. Mm-hmm. So now every time a Democrat would, runs, whatever he supports, he whatever he supports, he can bring it to he or she supports, he can bring it to the black church and they support it. Um, People forgot when here in North Carolina we had Amendment One. Black church turned and they and they supported they supported Amendment One to ban gay marriage. In um, uh, Proposition Eight in California, the black church was was strong in that. But Obama came out and it showed the black church true colors. Whom do you worship? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. And they showed it was Obama because when Obama came out for it, a majority of the church was like, well, we we disagree with him, but, you know, who are we to judge? Mm. Oh, man. Then it start changing. Then you start. I did a video when I went on the cover of the church, and I showed and I said that it was my wife's church. I, I was showing that. How are you gonna vote? Say you want we need to put Jesus back in schools, but you voting for the people who trying to keep Jesus out of school. <laughs> that don't make no sense. How can you say you want Jesus in your life, but you trying to vote for the people that's trying to keep Jesus 
out of your life. When you sit there, you show you got a sheep because at one time people don't people um forget you could just go to the voting booths here in North Carolina and just vote straight ticket. Hmm. Where the Republicans said, well, hold on, hold on. You need to learn who you voted for. That big, fat, lion, Jerry Curl, Whammy, William Barber <laughs> had a problem with, oh, I, I don't want to get on voter ID because y'all gave me my time. But Pre- come preach, on, come on, a, preach. He had a problem with voter ID. And the same thing I said about any person that says voter ID harm minorities are saying black people too stupid to find a DMV, black people too lazy to go help the elderly get an ID, black people still in slavery, so we can't afford a free, not a, a free, but a free ID, and black people, and, and, and uh, black people, uh, dang, I, I forgot their talk report that quick, but <laughs> it's that you are insulting the African-American community. Right. This is what you're doing. You're saying black people are too stupid to find a DMV, too lazy to help the elderly, still in slavery because we can't take a day off to go get it, and too poor to afford a free ID. This is what you're saying. You are insulting the black community. But William Barber doesn't care for William Barber, excuse the term, is a prostitute for the Democrat Party. The same mm-hmm. I say about John Lewis and Elijah Covers. Mm-hmm. I've said this before because people always point to their past greatness, and I say this. That same thing I said about John McCain as well. Your past greatness does not exclude you from present day ridicule. Can you repeat that again for me? I just felt more time. I just felt the spirit. So go ahead. (laughs) Past greatness does not exclude you from present day ridicule. Come on with it. Mm. Okay, William Barber. For what he did in the past, well, that'd be great. Because my mom and my dad always said he was slimy. They remember him. They said he was slimy. But he tried to uphold the NAACP because the NAACP did great things. However, this is not the NAACP of the past. This is the NAACP that have sold the black community out mm. to the Democrat Party. That's why whatever the Democrats are for, they are for. They will push it. How can you sit there and support black genocide, which is abortion? Mm. But to get back to what I was saying about what's going on here in North Carolina, Roy Cooper, Roy Cooper, who has sat here and have done nothing. Here in North Carolina at one time, we used to sit there, we would elect a Republican for president, a Democrat for governor, and, and you didn't have, it wasn't, North Carolina wasn't a partisan state. We was like, hey, whatever, you know, who can do the job? Right. Then Roy Cooper wanted to start doing things so be more liberal, be more liberal. And he stole the election from uh, Pat McCord because they would have never kept them polls open up. People try to say, well, no, it's because Pat McCord put the polls, the tolls down there close to Charlotte. No, it's because Durham polls stay open to 915 and 930 and you don't believe they can rush voters in there hmm. to make sure that Pat McCoy would lose hmm. and now you sitting up they got these people worried about Confederate statues and bathroom issues Durham, a seven year old little boy was shot and killed in his car because his mama's boyfriend not his daddy but his mama's boyfriend shot at another man and another man shot at the blue 
um, explorer and he shot a seven-year-old boy. You think Confederate mm-hmm. Confederate statues gonna stop that? Mm-hmm. You got blood and crips all down there in Charlotte. You remember last year when they had that so-called um, hands up, don't shoot march down there in Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Where um, I forget his name. Um, was shot by the he was shot by a black officer. Keith, Keith, Keith Lamont, yeah, Keith Lamont Scott. Just in case our listeners are not familiar with it. Okay, that. Keith yeah. Scott. Okay. Remember the boy shot another boy in the head during the protest? Mm-hmm. That's right. I think they were near the Horn- Hornet Stadium. A, but you're saying a Confederate statue is going to – tell me how is that going to help the black community? Right. But you, but you say but – you, but you put out – because I got him one time, and, I'm, and I was mad because I'm a registered Republican. I'm, I'm a, I love my Republican Party, but I got it in the mail saying if you want Republican, they show people being sprayed with hoses and say don't let this happen again. Vote and stop putting all these Democrats to vote for. I'm like, do y'all realize it was Democrats that was doing this? <laughs> they were holding the hoses. Yes. <laughs> They're the one holding hole in the hoses. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, we say on the show all the time that common sense is a superpower, and, and clearly you are a superhero because you have common sense. Uh, and and I don't understand how we can, as a as a country, uh, get so upset over a statue that has killed zero people, uh, but we we raise arms and try to tear those down, but we don't do anything for the for the sixty people that got killed in Chicago last week. Like I don't understand where where. You know that that mentality comes from of, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you where it come from. Back in the '60s, my old preacher, Bishop S.C. Johnson, he was apostolic, powerful apostolic preacher. He said that little one-eyed demon sitting in your living room. That's where it comes from. Oh, the TV. If you look at the, that television, you look at what's coming on on the TVs. The TVs are shaping and molding America, Hollywood. Yeah. You know, as conservatives, we keep saying. California and New York doesn't determine America, right. but it does because that's where Hollywood and and they call New York Hollywood is at. Yeah, it's those type of people and their politics are coming in to where now. When you saw on TV, you saw the you saw family. You look at old fifties and sixty shows, Mister Ed, Hogan Heroes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It was patriotism. It was, you know, people would talk about God. And then sometimes you didn't see a husband and wife in bed together. You knew how babies were born. But it was just <laughs> certain things they just tried to keep right. it. And then as more and more came along, they put more and more on TV to where things were being over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. And one thing about liberals, they always tell you their plan before they do it. But mm-hmm. we just don't pay attention. We always say, eh, that's just crazy. When they was talking about under Bill Clinton that, you know, they, they was talking about removing some statues beforehand. They was talking about removing statues when President Obama first came in. If you think close, they was talking about removing some things. And people was like, yeah, they're not going to keep going. Remember, because they was talking about how unfair the flag was. They start by, it's like they do test groups mm. to see what they can get away with yeah. and what we're paying attention to. Yeah, It's like I always told my dad, you ever wonder, you know, I told my dad one time, we're fighting today the hippies from the 60s, but they're like Terminator now. But this <laughs> is what they did. In the 60s, I told my dad, in the 60s, because he was older than my mom, I told, and I said, my mom, when you graduated from college, what happened to those hippies and Black Panthers? Mm-hmm. They became teachers and professors. So they will be able to take their poison and stay at the college 
and then go to high school and schools and start putting that poison into the children and into the students to where people were like, you know, you know, you come to the 20 year graduate, you know, the 20 year reunion because my mom graduated 63, you know, she come in 83. She was in here and tell my dad, you know, that stupid woman is guess what she doing. <laughs> Okay, yeah. well, yeah. that stupid woman was teaching children. She was putting that in there. Yeah. So what we are fighting now are the hippies from the 60s. Mm. They became professors. They became journalists. They, then Politicians. their brand of journalism became the Nick. Then they took it to another level. Then right. they took it to another level because people don't remember. They booed Reagan but cheered Mikhail Gorbachev. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, they booed Reagan, but cheered Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah, and and I always say it's it's like feeding the bears, right? The the parks say don't feed the bears because the, what, what happens? The bears will go in and say, hey, you know, this is you know, I like marshmallows, so I'm going to eat you know seven marshmallows. The bear never says at, at any point, you know, that's enough marshmallows. I think I'm good for the day. I'm just going to go head back in the woods and be okay. No, once you run out of run out of those marshmallows, what happens? He wants more and more and more, and then he comes after you. Um, and, and that's kind of like the, the liberal agenda at this point. It's just they keep wanting more and more and more because they never get enough. And to give you another example, and this just came up in my head, remember when they went out to prayer in school and they said it was liberals that went out to prayer in school? They said, you know, oh, people shouldn't be forced to pray. No, we're just saying you should be able to pray in school. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Then they start going to Christian monuments. Matter of fact, that's when they started letting you know he was going to start coming out the monuments because atheists, I'm sorry, people say, well, mm-hmm. you know, Republicans, we have a big tent and we need to start letting people in. They never say that to liberals. When the last time you seen a Christian left of the liberals, of the Democrat Party, who's right. saying they believe in God and stuff like that, they don't. But when they start coming out the monuments to remove the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. then they start coming out the, the nativity scenes and things like that. They were letting you know they were gearing up for something bigger. Well, now they we can't call it Christmas, the right? Waters. Yeah. So now we got to call it, you know, the season, the, the season holiday or whatever. We don't even call it Christmas. Yeah, now. politically correct speech. Uh, right. uh, ironically, you're talking about the uh, Ten Commandments. Now, there was a, a, a Supreme Court judge who sat in Alabama, Roy Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, he. Uh, was he, he actually, used, won, actually yeah right? he used his own money to put ten commandments out in front of his courthouse because he believed that's kind of the foundation of all law where moral mm-hmm. uh, our moral compass comes from is those those laws mm-hmm. well he had a big controversy and Obama uh, removed him from that Supreme Court I think and um, or he was removed from the state from the Supreme Court uh, uh, there in Alabama and he ran, decided to run for a senator mm-hmm. he just, just pissed off and decided <laughs> to run. Well, he actually won last night against yeah. uh, a, a, a pretty well-funded um, Luther uh, Strange. Luther yeah. Strange, yeah. I mean, Trump came out and spoke for him and everything like mm-hmm. that. Roy Roy Moore annihilated uh, Strange. <laughs> he wasn't and, even close. Yeah, so uh, th- that's how popular that guy is. And also, I guess Alabama is, was really ticked off for <laughs> him getting canned and also yeah. the Ten Commandments being removed. So that just kind of speaks to the, the culture in Alabama. Well, that that Hollywood doesn't speak for you know. Well, and and to kind of segue into it went to the monuments, and now we're seeing that on on Sunday Sunday afternoons. Yeah, on on the the, the kneeling thing. So what? Hey, what's you know what what is your what is your thoughts on this whole kneeling thing? See, I you know, I, be honest with you, I'm kind of a uh, 
ambiguous to it. Cause, I mean, I, I, I respect the flag. I, I believe that the freedoms we have are, are were Paul, uh, paid for in blood, you know, a lot of them. Uh, I believe that we do respect our country because, you know, I, I've been to Ireland I, and we're planning on traveling to other countries. And, you know, it's they have national pride. Mm-hmm. Ireland, man, they, they're so proud of the flag, their country. Now, they embrace immigrants and things like that like we have, and we're a huge melting pot. So I don't I don't see nothing wrong with you know supporting you know a nation. It's like supporting your team. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with it. You want you want to succeed. So um, I, I I get that, and I also do respect the people's right to protest. Mm-hmm. But also the people that protest have to realize that guess what? We're consumers. We don't have to consume the goods right. anymore. That you know. So if we want to take a dollar out of their pocket, we don't go buy tickets. So um, tell me your, your tell me your thoughts on this whole kneeling uh, thing. But my feeling on the kneeling. It started when those idiots from St. <laughs> Louis Rams, because an idiot, if you look at the definition, it's still very, very stupid person. They ran out on and with their hands up, don't shoot because of a lie that liberals told because they were trying to paint white because they went out the police officers trying to say because they needed black people to get out and vote. People don't understand. When they, so when they start stirring a racist, racist pot like that, what they're trying to do is get blacks to turn out and vote. That's all it is. But Michael Brown supposed to have been running away from the police, which to me itself says, why do you think it's okay to start running away from the police officer? Mm. What are you teaching kids? But that's another story another time. But he sat there and they said that he was on the ground. He was shot with his hands up, which was a lie. The autopsy said it was a lie. Mm. The Attorney General Mm. Holder, instead of saying this happened and stopped. He had to sit there and brush over as my mama said, oh, don't beat around the bush. Say what happened. <laughs> right. Don't beat around the bush. Say what happened. He didn't. He said, well, you know, at this time we were with the doubts of Darren Wilson. You know, we, we found he did not violate uh, Michael Brown's civil rights. So in other words, but 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 it doesn't mean n- n- nothing wrong didn't happen. But 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 that, he was stuttering, and mm-hmm. I'm like, stop beating around the bush. What? So in other words, the man didn't do anything wrong with an autopsy. Then they talked to the witnesses. The witnesses were in the black the blacks in the community, right. and they said they saw Michael Brown trying to punch Officer Darren Wilson, trying to take his gun, and he was sitting up there pounding and pounding, and when Officer Darren Wilson defended himself to shoot him, he ran away, and his friend told a lie. His friend didn't get charged like April Maynard here in North Carolina about the Duke lacrosse case, which she mm. should have been charged, but that's mm-hmm. another story, another right. tale. I, I hate <laughs> to get off topic, but that's what happened. Then, now Callan Kaepernick, in the Super Bowl against the Ravens, Ray Lewis last year, when the lights came back on, he started throwing the football good. Now, before then, he couldn't hit the broad side of the USS North Carolina. <laughs> standing from the dock. <laughs> if so, I understand this correctly, the lights went off. You're saying aliens gave him superpowers to now throw a ball. Is that what happened? No. It, it, <laughs> what it is is when you got, when you got momentum <laughs> – and you suddenly stop and you're breaking. If you've been getting beat, it gives you a, okay, let me catch my breath. Okay, <laughs> we're chasing him. And then he came out and he started playing decently. Mm-hmm. And they still lost, but he was playing decent. Then the next season, he couldn't hit the broad side of the USS <laughs> North Carolina. He couldn't hit the broad side of a battleship. If he was standing. Yeah. 
right there where you get your memorabilia when you leave the USS North Carolina because my daughter, she loves the big ship. She loves going to Wilmington. She couldn't hit the broadside <laughs> of the ship standing 10 feet away. Then he all of a sudden wants to start mm. kneeling down because he read the whole national anthem and he said it was a part in there where they was talking about uh, killing or when he was talking about shooting blacks. No, what they was talking about was when the British tried to use black soldiers to attack the Americans, they shot them. What do you expect? It don't matter your nationality that attacks America, but if you attack America, you're going to be defeated. defeated. Whether or not you're white, black, Latino, Asian, whatever color, this is what happened. Mm. So Francis Scott, he wrote that in there. He wrote what happened. So he read that and said, oh, it's this. To distract that he was getting cut. He wasn't good enough. They had sacked him. They didn't sack him before he did the kneeling. They, they, they sacked him way before he did the kneeling. Mm -hmm. So yeah. now he wanted to throw all this police brutality in. And then, oh my God, that ignorance was on display at the Democratic National Convention when they said that one of the most insulting things I heard them say was no black mother should have to worry about when she sent her child out. Will he return home? Because, you know, you have to teach him how to respond to police. Black mothers don't worry about the police. They worry about their son being shot mm. by a gang member in the community who thought, who don't like that he's wearing a Duke Blue Devil shirt in the, in the blood neighborhood, or he's wearing an NC State hoodie in the Crip neighborhood. So they shoot him, they beat him up for disrespecting the set. So, this is what's going on because many black people in the black community live up under almost ISIS type living because the gangs are so bad. The gangs do so much terrorism in the community that it's like a second country. They can't wait to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So when these when these Democrats show these, these oh she's he's she worried about her son leaving. It was like, are you kidding me? And then he said they started milling. Then they start coming back in. Then this year they started doing it. And so President Trump said, you know what? Enough's enough. Because you pulled this in the 1980s, your butt would have been thrown out of the NFL. Hmm. If you, um, people who support you, people who um, um, advertise and stuff would have left. Yeah, that's true. So now, all of a sudden, it's welcome because we're being, we being, we are being conditioned to accept wrong. We are being conditioned to accept unpatriot, being unpatriotic. Because think about this: when the last time you seen a show on TV that celebrates the U.S. military, a good U.S. military show about World War One, or World War Two, the Civil War, Vietnam? When the last time you seen a show about that? I think it was Last Man Standing. It got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying, though. There's every once in a while, there's documentaries and stuff like that. that mm. Well, it depends on which one you want. Ken Burns is a he, he makes some horrible, <laughs> horrible uh, documentaries. He he'll, he villainizes, but but I, I know what you're saying. There's there's not a lot of those out there. So and and the other yeah, thing, but the other thing too about Colin Kaepernick and and people are saying this as well that it's really. His girlfriend, like he got a yeah. new girlfriend, and that kind of pushed him to to kind of do all this stuff. And 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 I almost kind of believe it because women really control us men anyway, right? They tell us what well, to think, do. In little con little context, little context for our listeners. I think she was a Nation of Islam, mm. um, black uh, militant, 
Yep. And um, so she kind of took over Kaepernick's, uh, basically, like I said. Yeah, you know, just kind of, hey, hey, baby, I think you should, you know. And then, yeah. and then he's like, yes, ma'am. And yeah, then that's, that's right. how it kind of went down. Yeah, that's right. I think she gave him an excuse mm-hmm. for his sorry play. And he <laughs> ran along with it. And, yeah, now I've seen her. She, she's beautiful and she's cute. But you know what? One thing about being a millionaire, you can travel the world. You can travel to Brazil, which Brazil, uh, which hey, I'm buddy. not trying to be funny, but Brazilian women are beautiful. Hey, you can travel to Germany. German women are beautiful. You can travel to China. Chinese women are beautiful. So that can't be the excuse. It was because he needed an excuse mm. because he wanted to duck responsibility of whatever he mm. was doing was not working as a quarterback. Maybe he wasn't doing the snaps. Maybe he wasn't putting the work in. And so mm-hmm. it became a convenient excuse. And now what ended up happening, some by a black nationalist or some other media, like Don Lemon starts sitting up there saying, oh, we got the stick bomb. We got the stick bomb. Like, and that's one thing that's so stupid in the black community. It makes me sick. If one do some, as they say, you know, they always say, you know, you, you, know, you got to back him up. No, you don't have mm-hmm. to back him up because tell me the difference if you, in you backing somebody because mm-hmm. they're black compared to you backing somebody because they're white. Right. Tell me the difference. That's still racism. Racism is yeah. racism, whether or not it's black racism or white racism. And I said, then I said this. I said, you know, so many of you sit here and, and said that, you know, white people, so some white people in the 60s didn't speak up when they saw horrific atrocities happening. What do you call black people now doing the same thing when mm-hmm. they see atrocities happen? They got this rule called no snitching. Mm-hmm. Or they won't speak out and call other blacks out for being wrong. Mm. Tell me the difference. Yeah. There is no difference. Right. But you just want this victimhood, and you don't. And you want to shuck and jive the responsibility of what you're doing. But that's yep. what happened to Cali Kaepernick. Yep. He just wanted to shuck and jive the responsibility, and then of course he started getting people to support him, and started getting people to support him. Then President Obama, and to me personally. President Obama not speaking out and sitting up there giving these protests because he uh, he invited Black Lives Matter to the White House. Mm. He started inviting Black nationalists and Black racists to the White House. So now these people with this mentality in the football, they're all around. So now they're kneeling. And LeBron James, oh my God, he just <laughs> embarrassed himself. Did you read his, his tweets? He just... LeBron James, he want to pick at people and say that Trump supporters are uneducated. He need to get somebody to write his tweets. Because <laughs> did I finish college? No. But I know for a fact when I talk, I tell people, quick, yeah, I'm going to have some broken English. Guess what? That's just the way I am. I'm not, I, I just can't help it. Sure. But don't sit there. I don't call nobody uneducated. I don't call them bad. I don't throw that insult out there. Why? Because I know there's some flaws in the way in my grammar. I know some flaws in the way I write and type. Sometimes because my wife, she's getting the, uh, her um, doctor's degree. So I have to wow. get my wife sometimes to look over my stuff before I, um, if I'm writing the paper, yeah. I'm writing something, I get her to overlook it so she can catch my grammatical I do. I do the same but thing. LeBron, so the grocery list. <laughs> <laughs> but LeBron called Trump supporters uneducated. Mm. So now you have all you remember when um Trayvon Martin was shot. Mm-hmm. Let's get let's keep let's go about a little bit, Matt. When he was playing for the Miami Heat and they all stood out there hoods and tried to say the reason why George Zimmerman followed and did Trayvon Martin was because he black and then Barack Obama came out there and stuck his nose in it and said <laughs> and said, If I had a son, he would yeah. look like Trayvon. Uh, in other words, uh 
Trayvon could have been me. No, Trayvon couldn't have been you because you weren't raised by Trayvon parents. You weren't raised by Trayvon mama because if you was, your grandmother would have beat you if you got kicked out of school mm. for carrying things that you were breaking the house for. Because people forget, Trayvon Martin was over his daddy's girlfriend's house because he had been kicked out of school for weed. So when you hear Barack Obama sit there and say that he could have been Trayvon, no, because Barack Obama as a teenager would have acted different. He, so if he would have saw George Zimmerman, number one, he would have turned around and jumped on George Zimmerman, turned around and followed Trayvon Martin. Barack Obama went to his grandparents' house and said, hey, it's a man out there following me. His granddaddy, who was a World War II veteran, would have stepped outside and said, excuse me, is there a problem? He's following my son, my grandson. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, sir, it's new in the neighborhood. So when you hear him make that lie, then everybody in NBC who was caught editing the mm. tapes on yep. George Zimmerman. Yep. See, people see people keep saying he keeps saying he saw somebody black. No, that's edited. They yep. asked him what was the color of the person. Yeah. So when they asked him, and they told him, no, we don't need you to do that. When they say, okay, well, I'm fine. It's okay, no, we don't need you to do that. He started walking back toward his truck. That's why Eric Holder, now I got his full name, Eric Holder said that Trayvon Martin's civil rights wasn't violated because he couldn't go out there and tell a lie because he had the evidence right there. Mm. So when that happened, he jumped on and tried to beat George Zimmerman's head in the ground. She got shot. That was in self-defense. Well, guess what? The Miami Hurricanes all stood out there in sports, you know, with their hoodies on to show solidarity with mm-hmm. Trayvon, but it wasn't true. It was based on a lot. Right. Same thing with the hands up, don't shoot, and now it's done came into kneeling. This is all perpetrated on a lie that police are coming out here and they're killing black men. They're just, they're just systematically targeting black men. But if you look at the numbers, look at not what that idiot from Georgetown, that Georgetown professor Ellis sat out there and talked about what I did a study and the study says, no, you give me the FBI numbers. The FBI numbers show you white men between the ages of, I want to say, what is it, 18 to 26 are most likely to be shot, five times more likely to be shot by a black by a police officer than a black male. Mm-hmm. Come on with See, it. They've got the studies that show white men get shot more. So where, so where does this narrative come from that the police are out here killing black men? They need votes. They need to get people angry. They need to get polls yeah. turned out because ever since Barack Obama won election in 2010, the midterm election, they have lost over a thousand seats nationwide and they needed something mm. to get people back because yeah. they saw that out of midterms, black people were turning out a vote. They vote for Barack Obama. Yeah. They're not turning out a vote yeah. because they weren't decided. So they needed something to scare African-Americans and bring them forth. So this milling thing is nothing more than a get-out-and-drive effort from the Democrat Party, and they're tearing the, Demo- and they're tearing the NFL apart. Yeah. Well, they, they timed it pretty poorly because the election's not until another three more years, but oh well. Well, the American conscious, they'll probably forget about it too. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll forget about it after this stops. But, it, I wow. mean, it's – let me, let me tell you your insight, man. <laughs> in, opinion, in opinion, I mean, right. you know, and also just the the courage to say it. Uh, this is, has nothing to do on topic, but you personally, have, I, I would love to see the love letters that you get from people that disagree with you. 
Oh, house nigga, oh, you the old house nigga, what are you just shucking and driving for white folks? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Now, like I said, I still got some struggles yeah. right. I'm dealing with. So turn the other cheek. Ain't in there yet. So I will sometimes <laughs> go to people page and I'm like, how are you going to sit there and tell me I'm trying to be white and you got blonde hair? <laughs> I ain't seen no Negroes with no blonde hair. Whoa, 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 where you born at? I'm trying to, whoa, whoa, where your ancestry is? Brazil. Then there, then there. Well, don't, I'm talking about the way you think. I'm talking about the way you look. What's wrong with your black natural hair? What's wrong with it? Then next thing you know, oh, F you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. No, thank you. I'm married. And besides, if I'm going to cheat, if I'm going to mess up and I'm going to cheat, it's going to be with something that is going to look worth it, not something <laughs> like you that I go buy $5 up the block off, the, off from the cracks. That's right. No, and I cut them and block them. That's what I do. That's why I do. I don't allow liberal, and I, and I hate to say it like this, liberal trash to come on my yeah. page, harass the people. The, the, the people who follow my page and things like that. I don't allow them to come and harass them because too many conservatives and Republican pages, they allow the trolls to come up there and, ha- and harass people. And people don't feel they have a right to speak. And I don't know if you saw my video last night. It was, and, and what our topic was, Jamal, my black friend, calling me racist. Mm. And I address that, and I really address that. So I want to make sure when people come to my page, my or uh, my YouTube page or my Twitter page, you can come and you don't have to worry about you no know, gang on troll someone trying to call you racist, trying to insult you. Ask me, I can take, I can get over it. I'm, 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 I'm gonna come back, but but you oh god it's it i haven't heard um so many and oh blah 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 it don't it, it don't bother me no more yeah. it really don't because people my mom and dad divorced i remember a lady told my mom because we grew up in a um in an apartment complex it, it wasn't bad but it wasn't good it wasn't <laughs> good they were trying to fix it up but my, she called because my mother worked. My mother had her bachelor's degree. She was a nurse. But then she went on and got her um, teacher's, teacher's license and everything. So mm-hmm. my mother was a manager. She was for a um, medical um, medical device supply school. Mm-hmm. And my mom used to leave every morning with her briefcase, nice nice um, dress skirt suit. And they told my mom, like lady, this lady, not white, but she told my mom, she was like, Why, you try to look like white folks. Mm-hmm. My mama looked at her, and now my mom, fit class of 1963 in Booker T. Washington in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, flipped <laughs> over the tables because they were tired of getting school, tired of getting food from Rocky Mountain Senior High because it was still segregated. You know, it, they was getting the, the food they won't eat. So they were mm. sending it to Booker T. Washington, all black high school. So they got tired of So my mom she looked at her, and she said, let me tell you something. Just because you are uneducated and you have no goals, don't you dare try to associate success with white mm-hmm. and failure with black mm. and walked away from them and left her there looking stupid. And it was at that moment I said, wow, look at my mama. <laughs> now my daddy, son of a bishop, would have just straight cussed out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. You know what they say about preacher kids? Yeah. My, oh, yeah. my daddy was the youngest. And he was one of my, he was in the military and everything, even though and my old uncle was his older uncles were well, but my dad still had that tongue. <laughs> he still had a problem with that tongue. But my mom showed professionalism all the way up to the day she died. I took her up to the day she died. My mom always 
tried to let people know about being successful, but not a prideful way, but mm. I am somebody. And what's going on now, that's why they doing the kneel down, because they trying to say that, oh, whoa, we victims. Instead of pointing the problem and looking at the real problem, it's responsibility mm. and words at you. Why are you sitting here telling me I should be worried of the police? The police shot a boy who was a drug dealer. He was pointing a gun. Why should I be there? Like they did yeah. up in uh, oh, Milwaukee. Like Scott, he pointed a gun at the police. Why are you trying to tell me now that the police, some study says that blacks are shot quicker than whites. Who there sitting up there taking a time and say, all right, ready, set, shoot. Who's yeah. doing that? Who's doing that? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody's well, doing that. Well, also, you know, if uh, the FBI just rolled out the top 10 most dangerous cities in America, mm-hmm. of course, all of them are Democrat controlled. Yeah, I'm just, I, I just want to kind of throw that as a side yeah. side note. Keep that in mind. Sure. But also, you know, Baltimore has been ranked uh, violent mm-hmm. uh, under Democrat leadership. Also, the cops are it's the chief of police is black, the mayor is black, and remember Freddie Gray, mm-hmm. he was killed by six or, or he he died in the hands of six other men, but they got it all quitted. So this whole narrative of it's it, especially the white cops, or it's if it's quote unquote, the uncle Tom of the mm-hmm. cops, you know, cause they've been villainized. So I just, it's just frustrating for us to sit on the sidelines a lot of times when we're trying to, you know, we're, we're Christians also, we make no bones about that and mm-hmm. trying to interject and people get putting a hand up just because like, uh, we don't want you in our community cause you're, you know, you're associated with white privilege or supremacy or, uh, whatever. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. We just, we're trying to love. And anyway, um, a lot of these, like I said, a lot of these towns are, under or under liberal control, but also um, there are high rates of crime. I mean, these, these places need policing. So right. Well, and and look at the two A laws, like the, you know, gun control, Chicago, Baltimore, yeah. L A, Detroit, Detroit, really bad gun laws. Yeah. Just saying. Um, I I guess what's frustrating for me, Jamal, and maybe you can shed some light on it is is if we say these things, uh, we're labeled bigoted, racist, so on and so forth, because we're just we're trying to present facts, and at some point in our country, and maybe you can address this as well. Like we be, we went from factual to well, I feel like, you know, whatever the case may be. Well, I feel like that this is right instead of it actually being resolved by facts. I mean, if we say these things, we're racist. We're we're awful white white men that are white supremacists. Like that's you know that in itself is being racist. And and I think that you you mentioned earlier, like black racism. We we don't hear about that. Like why 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 doesn't that make the news? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't right. fit the narrative of black people are victims. We still victims, and it doesn't. And it, and if it did, if they could attack that victimhood, the Democrat Party would lose a heavy voting base. That's why a lot of, if you look at a lot of black Republicans, they work hard. They are successful. Same thing. I might say some. Um, a lot of Democrats have. They need that victimhood. They need mm. that victimhood of the black community to keep it separate. And let me tell you this, that people say, how do you expect to get it to change? Mm. Let me go to the book. I want to say Exodus. I want to go to the book of Exodus. Okay. No, or Deuteronomy. Maybe Deuteronomy. Right now, it's slipping my tongue, slipping my But when they went into that land and the report came back, Joshua came back and said, we can take them. The other one said no. 
Yeah. God said this generation will not enter the promised land. Yeah. He said that generation had to go. Mm. And that's what's happening. You have a generation that is steady pushing this stuff until you have to train up the youth. That's how Democrats do. They don't attack the old. They don't go after the older uh, minds. They go after the younger minds mm. with that impression. That's why if you look at how rap music started. Rap music it started telling a story. Then it started, you know, with a little party. Then it started getting gangster. Now you have the rappers. You can't tell if they male or female. Now they found a homosexuality that mm. came into rap music. Now, now you having kids who thinking it's good to be look like a bull dagger or, or 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 to look like a sweetie kind. Sweetie cat, sweetie pie. You a man, you wearing a dress, you ain't Irish, you ain't Scottish. That's not a, it ain't a kilt, you shouldn't have it on. But yeah. they start, they, this generation, it, it's the same way God recognized that this certain generation, because now remember, this is a generation that kept doing dumb stuff. <laughs> After he brought them out of the land of, Israel, out of, land, out of Egypt, they sat there, they convinced Aaron to do a golden calf. Mm-hmm. And he came out there and said, I just put the gold and then the calf came out. Really, Aaron? <laughs> Are you serious? But this is the generation that was Moses came down from outside and they was dancing, they was partying. Just and you notice God did not care. He had just brought them out of slavery. He opened up the ground and sucked them in. Yeah. He sat there, he sent snakes amongst them. He sat there and they got sick from eating the manna. This is the generation that, that finally made Moses Take the instead of tapping, he struck it. Now, mm. instead of speaking and saying let it go, he struck it. Yeah. And, and so they couldn't enter in. This was that hard headed, stiff necked generation. Now you're dealing with the hard headed, stiff necked generation that going that it must take spiritual leaders first. You must get mm. back to the spiritual leaders, those old fashioned preachers that call sin out. Yep. As for white speaking toward the truth, the truth is the truth, regardless yep. of what color said. You're if right. you are white and you tell the truth, it's still the truth. If you are white and you tell me that the the um, reward for my sin is hell, yeah, and somebody black telling me, yeah, you okay, God don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Who right and who wrong? Yeah. The white person. Now, if I'm so bigoted, or hell written, as my pastor would say, hell written, that I see your color more than I see the word of God, mm. then sometimes, guess what? The Bible, the scripture says, hell enlarges itself. Yeah. So you may be the one that enlarges itself for. Yeah. So people just got to tell the truth. Like I said last night, don't ever stop telling the truth. I don't. Where you? I don't care. Count to their face. You don't care, and you're still gonna speak the truth. Long as they got whites to where they won't speak, yeah, or they're offended, they're afraid to speak. They win. But yeah. when they start and see the thing about President Trump, it scares them. I must get back to President Trump. Mm-hmm. He's giving people the encouragement to say, "You screwed up. This is your problem. Now deal with it." They don't want to hear that. Right. See, that's how people talk in the 80s and in the 70s. See, they talk like that. They told you they don't care. Get your butt up and work. Yeah. Get your butt up and do something. Now, well, I don't want to say that. It sounds right. I don't want them to think I'm racist. Well, what, you telling the truth? Yeah, so why are you worried about it? 
Yeah. No, that's a good point. Truth, truth, truth doesn't have a race. Yeah. Well, and truth sets you free, right? And and, and I'll say this yeah. I, that I think that this is just a not even a it's a bigger picture than just race. And I've said this to, to Mojo and said it on the show, like I think it's a male issue in the church that we're not raising mm-hmm. up men that will have enough guts to say that. You look and, and here's the example. Like even if you look at the NFL, I think NFL guys, big, tough, burly you know, you know, guys that have passion and they're driven or whatever. It takes something like this to to get them on their knees that quickly because they're that shallow and they're not they're not able to stand up for themselves. Right. And and we're not teaching men how to be men. And we're not as a country putting God in the middle of that and making them leaders in in the spiritual home and and anywhere else. We're just you know, whatever, whatever makes you feel good, go for it. And we're not training people up like they should be. And and that's on us. Well, also, I think, uh, I think, uh, president Trump, I, I mean, there's some things I disagree with him on a lot of things. I agree with him on. Uh, I'm sure you can say the same thing, mm-hmm. Jamal and Biggin. Uh, but I, I, I got to give him credit. His troll level <laughs> uh, on being on Twitter, I mean, is amazing. That, that dude can, he can, he can rile up anyone in probably two seconds. I mean, he is just his troll levels a thousand percent or something like that. So Jamal, I think my favorite thing out of him was when he called Kim Jong Rocket Man. <laughs> that still owns me today. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rocket Man. See, I, here's the thing. Like I, I get back to it. In the eighties, people will say things. If, if you were lazy, they, they they would say that. If you did something stupid, they would say that. You know, I I, I heard the term "dumb as a hair comb." <laughs> or he's or he's gonna win the box of rocks or uh, uh-huh. he win the award. What award? The box of rocks award. Yeah. Like box of rocks. You have to be dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, we, we say call your nuts. Like, I mean you gotta call your nut. Like you're being a nut, you gotta call him. And you don't the church <laughs> when the the church one has to dump out ideology other than the scriptures. Mm. If it's not the scriptures and now, now I must remember scripture. One thing my pastor say, I must. If you if you gonna quote a scripture, try your best to be it or say I don't know where it's at. But one thing about the scriptures, the scriptures must come back. It always said one time men will not endure sound doctrine; they will have engineers, mm-hmm. yeah. engineer preachers in the engineer preachers in the pulpit. That's why people want to hear Jesus wants you with a Cadillac, God wants you with a house instead of God wants you home. And people don't, well, here's the thing, people don't want to say it because they know if they say it, one of their family members, mm-hmm. one of their loved ones, themselves, the one that's going to be lost. <laughs> themselves, they don't want to say it because it'll come back or on themselves. them. themselves. Yeah. I, I got a question, probably should have probably been an opening question, but what inspired you to do the mind of Jamal, or the mind of Jamal, sorry, well, what, what inspired you to kick this off? Because, I mean, you were an instant success i mean you hit the, you hit the stage like a fireball mm. so what w- one day you're sitting there and all of a sudden you're on the on the facebooks so kind of rip- you know, what ended up, what happened was it's a show here in raleigh in um raleigh during north carolina called now uh ray we have radio rush where rush limbaugh come in 106.1 sure and 106.1 we have radio rush and in the morning we have kco day morning show he used to have a, a woman named Casey and Carmen, but Casey ended up um, taking over because Carmen left in the background. And I was calling in, 
And the guy couldn't pronounce my name, which is Jamal. He couldn't pronounce it, so he was like, just say Jamal. Ross. And I'm like, okay, why well, just say Jamal? Well, I kept calling in and calling in, and everybody turned around, would call in and speak on various subjects. Then uh, Ross was like, you know what? You ought to put yourself on video. I said, man, Ross, ain't nobody wanted to hear me. And Ross was like, man, just try. Because I always look at my, I look at myself, JT and Mr. Brand. I look at myself as this. You're looking at somebody who's screwed up in the past. Mm, I make no bones about it. I don't sit here and say, oh, no, I screwed up. Had a good mother, good father. I didn't do very crazy, but I did enough to where I had to pay for it, scrape on my belly to get back to the top. Mm. God blessed me with a family. I always wanted children. I lost it. I, oh, my, I was um, remarried and divorced. And I'm in that sin because one thing my pastor preaches against remarriage and divorce, I'm in that sin because my, ex, my ex-wife left me in my lowest time. Mm. And I was, and I met my wife. I always wanted children. And when God didn't give me anything until I was able to mentally and spiritually handle it. Because mm. I knew if God would have gave me children, some people have to understand, God don't, I thank God for telling me no. Mm. Because if he would have gave me what I wanted back in the 90s and all when I first got in the Army and everything, I would have ruined my children. They would have been one of these little fudge little hoopings out here because <laughs> based on my ex-wife and how her family is, I'm not trying to say because it's my ex-wife <laughs> sure. and her family, they would have been raised that way. Mm. So what God did was he made me sit down, realize the things I have done, look back on my past, the people that I had hurt, my mom, and the, and the way things I had done, things that made me say, whoa, calm down. And then when I started going, and it, it happened when I started going to church, start praying, because I was incarcerated one time. Hmm. I was incarcerated one time. And part of your, part of your redemption out, story. So what? I says part of your redemption story. So Yeah. So when I sat there and realized and said, I put myself here. This is my fault. My, hmm. And when I lost everybody, my mama and my daddy and my papa, was there waiting for me mm. and said, we got you. I had to walk around rocking out to find a job, but I got one. So then I started noticing, then you start hearing, man, these white folks, man, look at this, man, these white folks. I said, man, if I don't want to hear nothing about no dang old white folks, man, that's that, excuse my tongue, I said, man, that's, that's that nigga fault right there. I don't want to hear nothing about no <laughs> white folks. And that's what I will say. Then I started noticing, well, hold up, sit back, look at the people whom you around. And I started looking, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So I so then I then I then I got up on a fire brand pastor, Apostle Gino Jennings out of um Philadelphia, who told us the truth. You're going to hell, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. <laughs> this is the this is the, the results of the sin. If this is what's going on, I'm here to train and make men of God. Mm-hmm. So when I got up on the day, I started looking at myself. So when I walked up on the job, and you hear somebody say, man, the white folk fired me because they don't like me. Didn't you fail the piss test three times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So why are you crying? The man gave you three chances. Yeah. Didn't you, won't you lay every day? So then I start noticing, hold up. Is there racism out there? Yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. stop lying. Stop using it. Stop lying about what's out there when it's not. Mm. So as I step going on, then I start speaking out. I was like, you know what? Wow. Y'all been telling black folk this for this many years, but it's been y'all. Mm. 
I'll never forget when we was out there, we was teenagers, the Democrats, NAACP, would come see us standing out there. Someone was out there selling drugs, out there doing that, someone, but they would tell us to go to the polls and vote, not get off the block because you hurt and killing young people. That's what mm. made me despise Democrats and despise the NAACP. When they did that and gave us who to vote for, but you're not going to sit out there and tell who to stop destroying, killing your own people. So you're selling drugs, you're killing your own people, but you're going to blame it on white folks because you hear the excuse, well, black people don't have praise and, and votes to bring it in, so why are you selling it? Mm. If you're saying black people don't have the votes in the place to bring it in, why are you selling it? Mm. And then as I started going on, I started speaking out because I started hearing people calling in the KCO Day show because I listened to it because I always I love wrestling ball. I always listen to wrestling ball, you know, because Rush was a straight honest person. I liked it. Rush Limbaugh reminded me of my godfather. He's a straight up honest guy with my dad. He's a white guy, straight up honest. So I like wow, Rush sounded like him. So damn, I'm still <laughs> selling my dad too as well. Yeah. So when I start calling in. Ross is saying, Jamal, let's put yourself a video, man. It's true. I say, you know what? Well, nobody's going to want to hear me. I say, because number one, people like to be, do what they do. People don't like to hear that anymore. Ben, just try. And I tried it. I started speaking during the, I, I had my own page. Then I was doing, you know, doing little memes and just saying things. Then I started doing a video. My first video, I was sitting on top of the roof of a, a three-story house. <laughs> blue pot. And I pointed a camera at myself and I said, hi, y'all. This is Jamal. I'm calling KCO, show, blah, blah, blah. And I started talking. And I was nervous my first time. Then I just kept going. Then I was like, then somebody told me who saw my video who was who knew my mom. And they was like, but my mom had passed, like, you shouldn't be doing a video. You don't sound right. You don't sound right. You, you didn't even finish college. Oh, my God. If your mama was a nice thing, can you talk like that? Mm. And and one thing about me, like I say to the Lord, and it's dealing with me on my anger. I told him, I said, don't you never bring my mama up in politics because if you tell the truth, you never hear it And there's women like you and my mama was sick, but they come see my mama. So don't you say a word about my mama. And don't you say a word about me doing anything because obviously you don't like her. Oh, that's right. How many children had your daughter had? Uh-oh. By how many different boys? Come on. And walked away and left because they're standing there. Mm. And that's when I started speaking out because I'm sick of it. Mm. I'm sick of hearing that black folk is victims and can't get nowhere. When I'm sitting here watching us destroy ourselves and people are getting rich off it, people are getting yeah. votes off it, yeah. and it's keeping on going. Look at Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, they think it's funny to call it Chirac. Chirac. Mm. Mm. This is funny. And then you have the people bragging about it and talking about it. So I say, you know what? It got to stop. If people don't like me, oh, well, I don't care if people like me or not. I'm just going to tell the truth. And I said I'm going to do it. I'm going to mm. tell the truth. Wow. And so now it's 89,000 Facebook followers now. And then uh, it's still growing, man. Yeah. Crushing it. I, I like I said, I just tell the truth and I look at things. And and I guess, like I said, I grew up, my godfather was white. My, you know, he was a friend of my dad. I know my dad years in the military. My mom, she was well-educated. So I was able to, I was, my mom, we go to uh, people's houses when she was talking business. Or they say, invite us over for lunch, invite us over for a cookout. You can't tell me all white people racist because I've had people, mm-hmm. my, we grew up, one thing my mom and my dad could not stand, when you go to somebody's house, 
and you asked for something to eat on you. Because I said, make it look like you ain't ate. So he had that evil Darth Vader eye, like Darth Vader <laughs> color with the lifesaver to slice you in half type eye. Like, oh, you want a snack? And he a look, and you like, no, ma'am, I'm good. And my dad could not stand for nobody to tell us, you don't have to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to me, because that's how I was raised. You mm -hmm. say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, mm -hmm. yes, sir, and no, sir. My dad said if they were over 18, you say yes, sir, you say no, sir. You say yes, ma'am, and you say no, ma'am. And I tested the water. I was hard here when I tested the water. Later, <laughs> we're like, you don't have to say no, ma'am. You don't touch you. I said, okay, my mama slapped me right there. <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, yeah. My mama said, I'm not raising one of these little street <laughs> I'm raising a young man with respect. My dad said, You better believe it. Jamal, I was we so, were we were out to dinner the other day uh, with me and Mojo and my wife, and then there was a there was a, a a person that I didn't know the gender, but you know what it is, but you know they're dressed not like that gender, and I said yes, ma'am, and then my wife gave me the stare down like none other, because I mean that's just natural for me to say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and she gave me a look like you know better than that, and I was like I was raised that way, oh it's crazy. I tell my wife yes, ma'am. Well, yeah, I'm scared of her. She's older than me too. So. It, it, I got backfire on that. I tried to be nice. Look at that. Well, hey, man, uh, we know this is a, a week night, and you got to work tomorrow, so we don't want to keep you any longer. But hey, and I thank you guys for um, giving me the opportunity to speak yeah, because I always tell people I thank y'all for listening and watching me because y'all, y'all, the people that say, hey, thank you. And it encourages me to keep speaking. So I thank y'all for saying, "Hey Jamal, do you mind doing the show?" Sure, no problem. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, hey, I, I'm, I'm no big person. I'm just Jamal. I'm Jamal. <laughs> that's it. And, I, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. That's all. That's all I can do. But I thank awesome. y'all guys for having me. No, yeah. but hey man, we and right now in this culture, we need we need men of men of action and culture or yeah. men men of action and uh, courage. Yeah. And you're you're leading the forefront, man. So I, you've inspired me to to not squash my feelings anymore and you know try to you know not self-censorship as much so I, I really appreciate that so anyway jamal we thanks for coming on tonight and we'll let you get back to your family thanks man all right god bless you too man you too once again I want to thank uh, jamal from mind of jamal coming on uh once you can go you can go to his youtube mm -hmm. and uh, also the facebook mind of jamal m-i-n-d of jamal j-a-m-a-l uh I'm sure you can go to YouTube, subscribe to his uh, channel, and yeah. also like his Facebook page because uh, he's constantly updating and put, putting funny memes, and <laughs> but also his videos. You know, like I'm sure there'll be some different opinions on stuff we all have cause it's just because that's human nature. Yeah, makes it interesting. So, but uh, anyway, check it, check it out. As always, please go to iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Uh, subscribe, uh, give us a like on there. Also, review our chan or our, our station on there. Mm -hmm. And uh, please give us a review on positive episodes. Share those episodes with your friends and family. Uh, share the ones you don't like. Hey, there's there no, you go. There's no bad thing or no bad. There's no bad publicity. Listen, if you want to just stir up controversy during like Thanksgiving and all that kind of stuff, just start sharing our stuff and yeah, and yeah. you know just have some fun with that. That or if there's a Thanksgiving you don't like, go ahead and share it ahead of time, and maybe you don't have to get in. Sure. You don't have to be invited. But also go to our Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy, our website southernfryphilosophy.com. Also, the Twitter's and the Instagram at SFP Radio, and also our YouTube. There he goes! 
You got it. SFP Radio. <laughs> As always, guys, keep looking up.